It's time for the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. With over 20 years experience talking smack to each other and good at cracking cold ones and talking football, this is your favorite source for fantasy football wisdom. And now, here's your hosts, Charlie and Bryce. Gentlemen, Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Unsolicited Advice with Charlie and Bryce. And as always, I am Bryce and with me today. I'm Charlie. Bryce, it's great to have you back in the saddle. It's great to be back in the saddle. It's been a minute. It feels like it's been a minute at least. Uh, Shout out Casey. Did a great job. What did you think of my intro? I thought it was good. Yeah. I thought it was good. Good filling. Good filling. It's not not the real deal. Yeah. It's kind of like... you're wanting uh, you wanting some good authentic Mexican food, but it's like, well, there's Taco Bell, so yeah, I'll get that. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was good. I, I mean, overall, I thought the pod was good. I yeah. did. I, I mean, Casey's always on point, so always, always love that. Always has great information. But yeah. and what do you think of our uh, our smooth jazz? <laughs> uh, yeah. It's good to have good to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my mom said if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> no, the effort was there. That's all that matters. Effort. The effort was there. Yep. Yeah, I graded on the effort. Well, look, sorry we we missed y'all last week. Uh, we I just had some crazy stuff going on with with um, my oldest Daisy, and and then when that was all clear, Bryce was out of town, so we just. It just didn't work out last week. So we got a bye week heading into Super Wild Card Weekend. Yeah. And it actually kind of worked out pretty well, Charlie. Uh, we'll get into it here. But, um, yeah, it worked out pretty well. So uh, I did have this conversation, though. And I want to I wanna, I wanna strike this for you, okay? All you right. want to crack them first? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For okay. sure. I've been yeah. waiting for this crack yeah, yeah, for yeah, two yeah. weeks now. You ready? Yep. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, let's talk some football. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. All right, so here's here's the question for you, okay? Are you ready? This is a hot debate. Yeah. Does a straw have one or two holes? Ooh. One. You think so? I don't know. I've obviously never thought of that because I'm not a Does weirdo. a straw have one or two holes? So I had this debate uh, in class. In class, and kids were all over the place. Uh some said, and they brought up a good point, if you plugged or if you closed one end of the straw, it would no longer be a straw. It would almost be like cylinder. Yeah. Right? Like if you like plugged one right. hole in the straw. So that's, there was, that was their point saying that there are two holes. So although you can pour it in one hole or sip out of one hole, it may not go all the way through because if you plugged one side, then it's... But then I argued back, like, well, isn't that just plugging one hole? See, okay, well, then here's my argument to that. Yeah. It's not a hole at all. It's not? You don't think a straw has holes? No, I would say it's not a hole then. Because if you think of a hole in the ground, there's only one open side. Yeah. Oh, but no, that's not true, because you can drill a hole through wood. 
Yeah, and it's got and that's, two. Yeah, that's one hole. So right. I think it's one hole. You think one? One hole, yeah. Okay, all right. That's fair. Because, I mean, if you if you then, if you drill a hole through wood and then you plug one side, you're not going to be able to stick something through it. You still have a hole. You still have at least one hole. Right? Like, if you, if you. Yeah, like, yeah but it's kind of more like. <laughs> okay. I threw them the, is a hot dog a sandwich? Blew their minds. Never thought about it. They had never <laughs> even. There was no recollection of, like, even what a sandwich normally should look like. So it I've was never just, had a sandwich before. It, it was, I'm telling you, it was <laughs> chaos. It, it was, it caused pure chaos, and I thoroughly enjoyed the. I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, it. Yeah, that's it funny. was delightful. Yeah. So straw, one hole or two holes? Final decision. One. Yeah, it's one. I said one too. Personally, I did say. Oh, one. you said the. You gave it the one two. Yeah. No. No. I said. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. had a hell of a sneedism either yesterday or today. What was it? And texting Lily. Oh, it's today. Um, I was told that I might be going to another job site. Yeah. And and it was actually more like a. Well, it was a sneedism. I was texting it, but my, it was just a mind trick on me because I said, "But let's not catch our chickens before they they're hatched." Nice. But it was just like the like when I was <laughs> typing it, I was like thinking hatched and typed catch. Yeah. Let's not catch our chickens before they're hatched. <laughs> That's pretty good. But I and I immediately re, realized that I'm like, whoops, sneedism. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. That's but, a pretty good one. You know what? I kinda like it. Yeah. I might, I I might do. start saying yeah. I, don't let's not catch our chickens for their hat. Yeah, I kinda like that. I kinda like that. Uh all right. Um <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready to do this thing? Let's drop some good sneedism. I need you to drop some good sneedism. I, I just gotta body. come to me naturally, so I'm gonna have well, yeah, to it's yeah. definitely I, not intentional. I, I have know a that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling it's definitely coming. I don't know what it is, but I have a feeling it's coming. I just pour I, yourself I another like, drink. Yeah, I got to get back into the saddle here, so I feel like it's just going to get convoluted here as we go. But Charlie, we had arguably the most monumental week in football, college and NFL, in recent history, being in, the last twenty or more years. Uh, may, maybe more. Yep. Maybe more. I mean, we're talking about. Legends of the game. Three future Hall of Famers. Stepping away from the game all at the same time. Um, and then you add on... Not to mention some shocking firings. Ugh, yeah, very. Excuse me. Damn. Very. That, was, not that to, was a good one. Yeah. Had to get um, out. Yeah, it just, it's been absolutely wild, Charlie. Uh, absolutely wild. So, we'll say the first, uh, first non-NFL one, Nick Saban retires from coaching. Um... I saw he did an interview today on SportsCenter, just mentioned that, you know, everyone, when they go to Alabama, they want this reassurance that he's going to be there for three or five years. And he just mentioned that it got increasingly harder to say, yes, I will be here for that span of time. I mean, at 72 years old, I can definitely understand his uh, his concern there and his unwillingness to like fully commit to that. Also, Bryce, think about how much the college game has changed just in the past yeah. two to three years alone. Yeah. Like he, so he has seven guys entering the transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Um, how many getting out or going to the draft, but or the, NI, the NIL deals. Yeah. The, I mean, just all kinds of shit is so much different. And I think it probably is, it probably soured quicker than he thought it would yeah i agree you know what i mean yeah yeah he even mentioned Soured to him you know i don't i think yeah. it, the game is better for it and everything right. i'm just saying like 
it probably he was just like, all right. He did mention in the interview that uh, this season was what he called "quote unquote" grueling. By the way they started it, and then getting all the way to where they ended it, uh, and it said it just took a lot more out of him to do it the way he wanted to do it than he originally had thought. Um, and I get that. I I I get that. I absolutely get that. So uh, just kind of shocking. Um, so we'll see. We'll see uh, what happens in the college ranks. But Nick Saban obviously spent time in the NFL and uh, obviously a lot more time in college, but did spend time in the NFL. So and an he was legend. He was away. Um, a coordinator for Bill Belichick. Yeah, in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. Who today? Did he? So did he say? I, I heard numerous people say retirement. Bill. Yeah. But it wasn't a retirement. No, I didn't hear the retirement. I didn't hear the R word. Okay. I did not hear the word. Good. Um, yeah, I didn't hear it. But, yeah, Bill Belichick holds a press conference, and, of course, what's the first thing he does? Oh, I haven't seen this many cameras since we signed Tim, Tim Tebow. Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I didn't watch that press conference. Did you? No, not yet. Did you yet. listen to it? Not yet. Yeah, I heard it, I heard clips on. on it, it seems like more like a PR show. Like it, nothing. Uh, I don't think there's any ill will in that building. I think they both kind of craft. Uh, they, as in Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick, kind of came to an agreement. But I think both of them are at least understanding that they had great times and that it is just time to straight up move on. Yep. Um. He wants to keep coaching. Yeah. So that he's going to be, you know. He's going to have whatever he wants, pretty much. I think. I think. You know, it, it, it's possible he doesn't, but he is, at this point, the greatest coach of all time. Yep. The mo- the winningest coach of all time. Um, I mean, you got to worry about the age. Yeah. Now, someone that I, I don't feel like you need to worry about the age, despite being older than him, is Pete Carroll, who, unlike Nick Saban, said, well, usually he said at this time of the year he is pretty worn out. Yeah. And this time he said I'm jacked up. I feel great. Um, and he <clears throat> wishes that he hadn't even mentioned his age in the press conference. Um. That was a shocker to me. The him care firing. Yes. Yeah. And it's technically okay. not a firing. So but we're moving it's a on firing. from Patriots to Seahawks. We don't have to. I would just, yeah. Yeah. No. Be, I mean, let's. Yeah. Let's keep it rolling here. Um. I mean, I think that was the biggest shock so far of the coaching carousel. Would you agree? That and Vrabel, yeah. Well, yeah, Vrabel was a big one. There were, they, yeah. But I yeah. would say Pete Carroll for sure. He's been there for 14 years. He's been to the playoffs 10 times. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he narrowly missed it this time. And I bet three, I think he's only had one or two losing seasons or below 500, below 500 seasons. Um, and for a guy that age, now let's if we do want to talk about the age, it's got to be really hard to he doesn't want to leave Seattle. And yeah. I think that's clear the area. Yeah. Um and I don't know if y'all have been to Seattle, but it it is a really freaking cool city and if you're that age and you're in that good a shape, I mean him and his wife are in, both in great shape. They have extreme vitality at this point and Seattle there is a ton of I guess activity like you there. It's a very active city, a lot to do. And, you know, he might be looking forward to just 
being able to enjoy the city. I don't. I couldn't really get a feel for if he wants to coach or not. It kind of sounds like he does. It didn't sound like he was ready to retire. Yeah. His words, at least, made it sound like he wanted to keep going. Um, But just the way the press conference went, it kind of sounded like, not that he was getting pushed out, but it sounded like he was getting asked to leave. Or, you know, it was more like, hey, you should probably retire. Like, you should probably go ahead. And, like, it was one, and I don't remember what player it was, uh, was talking about him. And they just kind of called him like, yeah, you know, Coach Carroll's cool, but he's like, you know, real, like, elderly. Like, I don't remember what the word, the exact word he used was, but it was like, could you see Pete Carroll losing some, not respect, but some... Just being out of touch. Some credit with being that old and look and looking that kind of... Because of all of the older coaches, he looks the oldest. Looks, yes. Like Bill Belichick doesn't look that old. Nick Saban doesn't look that old. Pete Carroll, like legit... He may be in the better shape of all three of them, but Pete Carroll looks... He looks old. He looks really old. Yeah, I think the Southern California sun did it to him. Um, but yeah, he does look... The oldest. Um, you know, bubble yum stock is probably going to yeah. really plummet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, um, I, I do think, I don't think he would accept a head coaching job in, in college at this point. I don't see him coaching again. I could see him staying with the organization. So he, he is, as of right now, in an advisory role. And so I heard an interview after his press conference and he said that is completely undefined at this point. And I'm not really worried about it is what he said. I'm not worried about it right now. It is undefined. That's fine. You know, if I can help the organization, I would absolutely love to. Um, and yeah, kind of left it at that. I, I, I leave it open-ended. Like why, why define it now? Yeah, you know, exactly. Just, Obviously, he's got such a great spirit. Just keep him in the building. I mean, yeah. You know, but I do think it is time to move on football-wise. But, um, yeah, kind of going into another very surprising shock, what arguably could have been more surprising was Mike Vrabel fired from Tennessee Titans. Yeah, so we talked about it, Bryce, you and I, um, and you thought that it was um, like discord between – the GM ran Carthon and Mike Vrabel. And the more I read about it, I think you're right. It was, you think so? it, yeah, it was a, seems like ran Carthon. He like had a vision and Mike Vrabel just isn't part of it. Yeah. Yeah. He was kind of like the last thing in the way. Car- can't ran Carthon came from Houston. Correct. He came from San Francisco, mm. but they had like a huge welcoming party when he got to Tennessee. Because didn't he play for Tennessee? Okay. Maybe, you know what I'm yeah. Talking about? Yeah, so. I'm pretty sure he Houston, played for Tennessee. Either played for Tennessee or, or, Houston. or Houston Oilers, yeah. Right, the organization. Okay, yeah. And then when he came back, when he was hired as the GM, I remember there was this, like, everyone in the front office, like, everyone was there to, like, clap and celebrate him. And there was a big similar, deal. Right similar to, like, D'Amico Ryan's coming back to Houston, Houston Texans. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And yeah, I just, um, what tipped me off, Charlie, was he got fired. And then the first person to come out and say something was the owner. 
It wasn't a GM. It wasn't anything else. And it just seemed like, huh, that was a little odd. Like, he just seemed unnecessarily quiet during the whole time. And then, of course, after the owner had made the statement, he came out and said, oh, no, you know, me and Vrabes were all good. Like, we were lo- we were in lockstep. Uh, uh. Yeah, it doesn't sound it, like it. It seems like, like Vrabel is absolutely an alpha. And it seems like Rand Carthon was struggling to kind of overtake him or at least walk step by step yeah. in, you know, an alpha formation. Right. It was, he's the beta to Vrabel's alpha. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It was shocking, I guess. But it makes me wonder, A, what what were they not in... What were they not in, like, not cahoots, but what were they not uh, agreeing with, clearly? Well, like, I the wonder, future of the franchise? Yeah, it could be. And I wonder if maybe Rand Carthon's vision was a more generational like, offense. Like, Yeah, like a, a more progressive offense. Mm-hmm. Since he came from San Francisco or whatever. <clears throat> and Vrabel is like a... Yo, let's pound the rock. Right. We've got the guy to do And so... It makes you wonder, like, now, how much did Vrabel have in trading A.J. Brown? How much of a role did Vrabel have? Because that was a big thing. A.J. Brown was the Tennessee Titans and then asked for a shit ton of money, and then next thing you know, he gets traded to Philadelphia. I still think it was the GM. Because you do. The, the owner was so... Remember... The GM got fired after yeah. the Eagles smoked the Titans. Yes. And A.J. Brown did the smoking. Correct. Um, and it was literally that week that they that the owner fi- fired the GM. So I do think it was the GM that made that call. Um, does it taint... Does Vrabel getting fired and, like, more information come out, does it taint his... Um, eligibility? Yeah. No. You don't think so? Nope. You think he's so? Do you think he is like the prime candidate right now for New England? I would say. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Um, I I do think that he is. Everyone's gonna want only to New interview England? him. Oh, okay. I, I think. All right. All right. I think everyone's gonna want to interview him. Sure. She's going to be the New England head. I just really feel that way. <clears throat> um, but I do kind of want to talk about that because so I. The New England thing? Well, no. Let's keep going. Yeah, we'll keep rolling here. Yeah. All right. So, uh, obviously, Charlie, uh, coming back here, Ron Vera fired Monday. Yep. Right after. Was expected. I think we kind of knew this was going to happen in November. A a lock for Black Monday. Yeah. Yeah. Type of deal. Um, You know, it just, uh, and honestly, I don't, I mean, Ron's defense was bad. I mean, the the commanders are bad. Like, they're just bad. Uh, But they know they're bad. So, there's something to say about that. But also... You know, I think you just get the new owner. I think Washington just is going to go through so many changes over the next year or two that it just made sense to kind of get hire everyone, get all everyone on the same page from owner down, and then let's just change this thing moving forward. So uh, that did not surprise me. Um, I think that was the least surprising fire of Black Monday. Would you agree? Yes. Um, Arthur Smith getting fired. That was, I would call it surprising, not shocking, but I was a little surprised. 
Um, I would say I was more caught off guard than surprised. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I would have thought that he had one more season to turn it around, and then he was done, but... Because, I mean, he has... Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know what I just had in my thought? No. So, when I said caught off guard, it's kind of like when you're taking a dump, and you get the little sploosh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tickles your sack a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's... Uh, <laughs> or your butt cheek. Poseidon's kiss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you see, you jump... Especially if it's in a port it's called oh, Poseidon's kiss. Oh, Get God. the blue... The blue... <laughs> the blue, the blue juice. juice. <laughs> Does it leave a mark? I don't think so. Okay. My ass ain't blue. <laughs> sack could be blue. You smurfing it? Oh, blue balls? Yeah. Is blue that what that... Is that what they mean by that? Maybe. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> uh yeah i don't know why I, I just got distracted there um so yeah all right caught off guard not surprised yes arthur uh, smith slightly surprised not shocked yeah that's me. fair that's fair all right so charlie we have eight eight head coach openings all right so what uh what we're gonna do is we're going to go through them. I'll list, list them off here real quick. And then we're going to go through them and, and we're going to rank where we believe uh, each of those, like the best, the rank, most the, attractive job, most attractive job to the least attractive job. Uh, and we'll go from there. So uh, in no particular order, uh, we have the Seahawks, Chargers, Patriots, Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, Commanders. So... Split up in AFC and NFC. The AFC's Chargers, Raiders, Titans, Patriots. NFC's Panthers, Falcons, Seahawks, Commanders. Um, you want to go first? You want me to go first? You go first. Okay. Are we going to go top down and just go all eight? One to one to eight or eight to one? Which one do you want to do? We'll go eight to one. Okay. Eight all to right. one. Eight to one. Uh, Charlie, in my rankings, the least attractive job right now is... Washington Commanders. Um, I just think there's just a lot. There is a lot there between what could be another name change, a new GM, a new owner. You need a quarterback. You need a new offensive line. You traded away all of your best defensive, not all of them, but a handful of your best defensive players. Uh, they've kind of missed on several draft picks over the last couple of years, uh, and they don't have they don't have a ton of draft capital. They also don't have a ton of uh, cap space either. Um, your backup quarterback might be better than your young quarterback. Uh, I just think there's just a lot there, in my opinion, that's not attractive. Well. It might be attractive to someone looking for literally a brand new slate, but the reason why this job to me... Blank slate. Blank slate. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Is not that attractive because we know that this is the NFL. This is the win-now league, right? Um, If you take this commander job, I would want guarantee that I have at least four years to build something before getting even talked about getting X-Nade just because I I think they are that deep into the hole. I think by the fourth year, they could have something, but I don't see them turning this thing around here 
uh, in a one year a one year timeline. So uh, to me, Charlie, Commanders are the worst of the pack. The second worst, probably the Patriots. Um, I, I know that sounds surprising, um, but if you think about it on the field, you know Belichick made that team good with his scheme and everything like that. But if you really look at this team from top down. Obviously, the most glaring need is quarterback. There is not a lot there, and there's not a lot to work with. There's also not a lot to work with as far as uh, playmakers go. There's just nothing there. Um, there's no real great wide receivers. You have Ramondre Stevenson in the backfield, but that's kind of about it. Um, yeah. Even the secondary. Christian Gonzalez showed true promise, but then got injured, and then they didn't really have a whole lot else uh, behind there. So... Overall, I just think, you know, the Patriots are going to have to, you know, Bill Belichick was the GM as well, um, and they've missed on a lot of draft picks over these last couple of years. So, um, I don't know. I, in my opinion, Charlie, although the Patriots are very sound structurally, as far as their on-field talent, I think this is, they're, they're in a pretty deep hole here. Uh, moving on to the um, sixth uh yeah. Best team, best opening, I guess. Because there was eight. Yeah. Panthers. Got to be the Panthers. Um, I would say the only saving grace here is if you can keep Ajiro Evero, whose defense played very well and was very banged up. You have a rookie quarterback who, although might have been tainted from this year, I do still believe Bryce Young is a very talented quarterback, and I still believe that he is the guy. They have also invested way more than they probably should have to go get him, so you don't really have an option, which could be a con in some people's perspectives. Obviously, one of the other things here, there is no GM, so you're going to have to hire a new GM, and then it really just comes down to draft capital um, and cap space. I uh, wish the Panthers don't have a lot of either at the moment. Uh, the cap space will get better, but the draft capital, as far as right now goes, it ain't there. So Panthers, sixth best spot uh, moving forward. Next, I have the Raiders. Very similar. The only thing that might help them out uh, is that they do have some stars. They have Devontae Adams. Their defense was much more improved here in the second half of the year. I still had a hard time believing it just because I know the Raiders is always having a trash secondary. But they were actually pretty good. They were pretty good this year, uh, even after um, Josh McDaniels got fired. So i uh, got to give them credit there. But again, overall, you don't have a ton of draft capital. You don't have a ton of cap space. And you're kind of working up against some different timelines here. Uh, and with an owner who's been relatively impatient over the last several years. Uh, next, I have the Tennessee Titans. Um, again, another one where they have draft capital. They have some cap space. We're getting a little bit more anticipated as far as the job opening goes. You do have a good rookie quarterback. You have Ryan Tannehill, who might be now a good backup quarterback. I believe he's a free agent. Okay. Into this All right. Uh, Tajay Spears is a solid running back as well. Missing some real playmakers on the outside, um, but obviously you still have DeAndre Hopkins there, a good veteran wide receiver presence. Uh, Titans, not so bad. Not great, but not so bad. Uh, the third best opening has got to be Seattle. Uh, it's got to be Seattle here. 
Um, just with the culture, the guys on that team, yes, there are some holes to fill. No, they do not have a first-round draft pick because they traded away for Leonard Williams. But this is still a team that is built to win right now. With some slight changes, I think they will be okay. Is it a second or a first? I thought it was a first. I'm pretty sure it's a second. I think they have. Is it a second? I think they have the. So sixth they have a first. They do, but they don't have a second. I believe so. Yes. I couldn't remember if it was last year's. What what the compensation was? I thought it was a first in there. I think they have the 16th pick overall right now. Okay. All right. So again, overall, Seahawks have some talent. They have a quarterback. They have a lot of good pieces on offense. Their defense definitely needs some work, but that's something that you can kind of address in free agency and things like that. The second best opening, in my opinion right now, Charlie, has to be the L.A. Chargers. Um, The the biggest uh, flex that the Chargers have over any of these other teams is you have a franchise quarterback. Uh, And a franchise quarterback typically does you a whole lot of good on a lot of different uh, bases. Um, he can cover up a lot of bad uh, where there is bad. Um, and so, obviously, Justin Herbert uh, should go a long way as far as attracting a good head coach. Real quick, Seattle did trade a second-round pick for Leonard Williams, so mm. they do have the first. Okay. Um, the biggest hurdle for right the, for the Chargers right now, they got a lot of money tied into that defense. And although some of it is warranted, a lot of it probably is not. Um, Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, uh, they're still paying JC Jackson, even though he's not even on the team anymore. Uh, they got, they got a lot of dead money, uh, and that's going to take some, some maneuvering, uh, to get them back to where they should be defensively. Um, but overall, I mean, again, I I don't, you know, Austin Eckler, is he getting older? Yes, but this is still a team that is very talented on offense. If they can get the defense sorted out again, you have a franchise quarterback, uh, and we all know they typically uh, cover up for a lot of mistakes. Uh, I hate, I hate, I hate to do this. Um, but Charlie, in my opinion, the best head coaching vacancy right now is the Atlanta Falcons. Um, you have Bijan Robinson. You have Tyler Algier. You have Kyle Pitts. You have Drake London. Um, you have a defense who was good, not great, but good and can be improved with one or two free agencies or one or two uh, studs out of the draft. Like the Atlanta Falcons could turn around. In my opinion, the Atlanta Falcons are the team that is most likely to turn around and go win their division next year of out of all of these hirings. A partly because the NFC South is so bad B because I do truly believe the Atlanta Falcons do have a lot of key pieces to be a successful team in the NFL. The biggest issue is the most important one, and that's the quarterback. Desmond Ritter clearly is not the guy. Is Taylor Heineke the guy? Is he the bridge until you find the guy? Um, That's the question to be asked. I probably would side with Taylor Heineke over Desmond Ritter at this point, Um, but you have to understand what you're going to get out of Taylor Heineke. But I, I think Arthur Blank is a great owner. He's patient. Uh, I don't know who the GM there is now, um, but they have done a good job in drafts. Arthur Blank is a good patient owner. You do have a decent fan base. You have a stadium that hosts Super Bowls. Like, if they could put a winning product on the field, 
Atlanta is a very popular spot. Atlanta is a very popular team that fans can get around as long as they continue to win games. They are very much like the Charlotte crowd. It's a little fair weather. All right. Um, but it is what it is. But, Charlie, that's my rankings. Atlanta Falcons tops the list. I'm happy we did this because we see it very differently. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I find it interesting. Um, <clears throat> uh, so I also wrote the first pick for each team <clears throat> just to add kind of what's going first on pick here. Of coaches? No, the first, their first draft pick, this upcoming draft. Oh, okay. One. Um, my worst job, this is, we were pretty close on this one, but um, the worst opening, I think, and for maybe different reasons, is the Patriots job. I, uh, one, you have to follow up the GOAT coach. Yeah. So there's that. Two, you want to be the guy who follows the guy right. after the goat coach. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, two, this is, um, I would say this is the biggest blank slate. And kind of to what you said, the reason why they were ever competitive in the past since Tom Brady left is because of Bill Belichick. Mm. <clears throat> he wasn't a good, I mean, to be honest, towards the latter Five year, the last five years or so, he uh, he was not a very good talent evaluator. Does not Correct. seem, and so this team is there's very little talent on it, and um, so this truthfully is a blank slate. One thing you don't have to worry about is the owner, but they will need a new GM. They want to get, you know, how how do you want to approach this next coach? Do you want a sort of like, do you want a similar culture to what you had? Probably, I would say, if you're Bob Kraft, because it was successful, obviously. Um, but they have the third pick overall. So, they, you know, that's a strong starting point for any new coach. Um, the next, the seventh would be the Carolina Panthers. Their first pick, I believe, will be pick 33. They have their second right round. They have their second round. Mm-hmm. Um, so pick 33. Um, obviously, you need a new GM. I do – there are some – there are a lot more pieces in place on the Panthers team than the pa- the Patriots. Mm. Um, there are some – it's a little bit scattered, but I, <clears throat> there are some really important cornerstone pieces with this team. And – this was just a really dysfunctional year. It's really unfortunate. This would be much higher on the list if you had a first-round draft pick. I would, I would yeah. think. And obviously, you'd have the number one overall pick, but um, this would be much higher on the list. I think it's nice a coach doesn't have to worry about going to get a quarterback, um, unlike the Patriots job and a few of these other jobs. But, one, there is going to be a little bit of – Okay, well, if he doesn't work out, it wasn't my pick. Now, that usually probably means there's going to be a shorter leash on Bryce, unfortunately. But I don't – let's – if you consider Trevor Lawrence. Now, it, I'm only using it from a win-loss percentage. His first year, it was atrocious because of a dysfunctional situation. 
Call it the same with Bryce Young. Let's see what happens with the, the right coach this this next year. Yeah, I mean, I, I just to that point, I think Bryce gets at least another three years before they make a decision. For sure, for sure. Because it, it just like Trevor, like you said, it's a wash. You can't oh, yeah. judge anything that happened this year. So, uh, sorry, I don't mean to take your medal away. The only but... problem is David Tepper is impatient. Well, true. So there, there's that. Um, and, you know, Bill Belichick, two week, there was a report a week or two ago that Bill Belichick has been asking a lot of questions about David Tepper and the Panthers' job. Um, and, you know, I think his biggest concern would be dealing with David Tepper. But yeah. if anyone can do it, it would be Bill Belichick. Uh, so after I list my rankings, I'm going to go through and list a candidate for each um, okay, opening. I didn't do that. I had that's that fine. written down, but I didn't do that I've, for mine. That's, that's perfectly fine. Okay. Um, <clears throat> the sixth job opening that I think it's the sixth or the third worst, sixth yeah. best, whatever. Yep. I would say the, the Tennessee Titans. Um, it seems that uh, – this one, it was kind of hard. It, like, three through six were kind of tough for me. But the Titans' job, Derrick Henry's going to be a free agent. Probably gone. You have Will Levis, which I would be comfortable with as a coach. Um, and, you know, there's not like the fifth-year option thing because he's a second-round pick. But you do have some pieces here. Tajay Spears, I think they're really excited about him. Uh, they need... Kind of like you said, talent on the outside. Um, they've got a cornerstone defensive tackle in Jeffrey Simmons. Um, they have they have pieces on the defense. They need to play better, but they do have pieces on the defense. There there's a pretty decent shell here. I wouldn't say a de- decent. I wouldn't say good bones. I would say a decent shell. Um, and I I think. I'm not so sure about the owner either. She seems to be a little impatient as well. Um, and Mike, now I've got questions about Rand Carthon, frankly. Yeah. But so I'm interested to see where what his vision is. Um, but anyways, the next job are, is the Seattle Seahawks. Mm. Now, why they are so low to me is because I don't think they are actually as talented as – Pete Carroll made him look. Mm. One thing Pete Carroll did do, though, is he loved playing the young guys. And I think that playing at or coaching at USC helped him realize that you can do that and be successful. And he was. He had, that's a pretty young team. Um, but there, I don't think there's a ton of blue chip talent on that team. And I think that Pete Carroll made the, like coached them to being a cohesive unit and playing very well. <clears throat> you have most certainly have questions at quarterback because I just think that Pete was the Gino's biggest fan. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the way that Pete Carroll approached his team and his players with all the, like love first type of deal, it helped these guys. I think Gino's going to be put under a lot of pressure. And frankly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they draft. Oh, um, first of all, Titans, they have the seventh overall pick. The Seahawks have the 16th overall pick. Um, My next job are the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. So this is the fourth best. 
they have a ton of talent um, in a lot of the key spots that you need it. They have an aging defensive line. That's where they're going to need to start getting younger quick. Um, but they did hit free agency pretty well. They hit the draft pretty well. They've got quarterback questions. Big ones. Um, and they've got an aging offensive line. So, but the talent at the, at the skill positions is there. Um, I think Kyle Pitts is a free agent this year. But re-sign him. Get the most out of him, frankly. But I, I think um, Arthur Blank is going to make a good decision here. Uh, there's one intriguing coaching candidate for this job that I'll talk about, but they're the fourth best in my opinion. I have the Raiders as the third best. Really? I do. They they actually have – you have a new stadium. Um, the coach – the owner has money. You have a lot of guys that are really talented and – you have the ability to make your own mark with the quarterback. You could, if you if you hit on the quarterback, then this team could be really good. Um, there are questions defensively, and I picked a guy for this job, which I'll get to in a second. Assuming Antonio Pierce doesn't get the job, mm. but the way they played for Antonio Pierce, he's got to be one of the top two candidates. I think. Yeah. I had him down as the best candidate for this job. Yeah. I mean, he's it just, to me, he matches the Raider personality mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of the Raider way. Uh, and so that's why I had him as the best candidate for this job. Um, they have the 13th overall pick Falcons have the eighth overall pick. The second best job <clears throat> to me is Washington commanders. New ownership group that these guys are... Josh Harris is a sports team owner. So it's not like a Tepper situation. This guy gets it. Um, They have a lot of money. There's a very real possibility of getting a new stadium, which creates all sorts of buzz and excitement. Uh, You have the second overall pick. So you can go Marvin Harrison Jr., who declared today. Or you can go a quarterback. And you, or you there's, can trade it. There's no reason to feel tied to Sam Howell because he was a six-round draft pick. And when this offense was at its best, they were Jacoby damn. The, was the quarterback? No, earlier <laughs> in the year when Sam Howell was – I mean, yeah. Sam Howell was leading the league in passing up until like week 12 or something. Yeah. I mean, they were really explosive. At times, you gotta love your running back situation, Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. You've got good wide receivers, Terry McLaurin starting to get up there, but Jahan Dotson, Curtis Samuel, Curtis Samuel's getting up there too. But you've got Jahan Dotson, um, you've got Logan Thomas as your tight end. I mean, there are pieces that can be improved, and there's some age, um, but yeah, the defense would be the biggest question. But I do I I think this is a very attractive job. You have an ownership group that has money. Like you don't need to worry about money. You might get a new stadium. The might history get a new name. might might not, but I mean I think that's all exciting stuff. Um 
and the best job to me and and yeah they have the second overall pick but the best job to me are the los angeles chargers they have the fifth overall pick loaded talent wise both both offense and defense this seems like the easiest worst to first project um i i like what you said about the falcons they wouldn't be worse at first, but they could very easily win their division. Um, but I think the Chargers, with the amount of talent they have, yes, they're going to have cap issues, uh, but they have draft capital. The Commanders, oh, that was another thing I meant to say about the Commanders. They actually do have draft capital with the trades that they pulled off. Um, but the Chargers, it seems like you get the right guy, and this can easily be a 12 win team who is it who's the right guy so i have ben johnson going to the chargers you do yeah mm. i think that is you know who i have who jim harbaugh yeah i mean that makes a ton of sense and the reason why i didn't put i mean there's like four of these teams that you could put jim harbaugh and it yeah. would make sense yeah um because jim harbaugh to the chargers is talked a lot about i mean that's almost you could almost imagine jim harbaugh making this team an absolute juggernaut yeah like that's I, I just think how like, talented they the, are. The Chargers need someone to come in there and change everything, to just break it down to the ground and find out like what what is, who are the Chargers? You know, like I I can't remember who it is, but someone talked about Jim Harbaugh going into whatever team and just absolutely stripping them of all of their. All of their rituals, all of their all of their history and tradition and whatever, because he literally said we have to find out what what is the root of all of these issues, and so you don't really know unless you literally wipe it clean. And I can't remember who was I think it was talking about Harbaugh, but I can't remember what exactly it was talking about. But he was talking about how he went in and basically just changed everything. He sees he changed every all the traditions, all the schedules, every single thing from top to bottom. He changed everything about it to try and create new uh, vibes and juju for that organization. Here's one thing I will say about the Chargers, though: they're going to want to go offensive minded, which Jim Harbaugh would be. Ben Johnson will obviously be. Although I think it would behoove them to go defensive minded again because of the talent they have on that defense. This defensive guy didn't work out, but the right defensive guy can turn this into the best defense in the league. Mm. I mean, if you can keep all the guys you have, it is insane the amount of talent on that defense. So it, I think Ben Johnson um, will be able to get this thing turned right around offensively. And really, so who do you have for the Panthers job? Uh, so the pan. This is an interesting one. This is someone they are going to interview, and I don't know that you'll like it, but I like Bobby Slowick for this job. Mm. So Bobby I thought Slowick, it was going to be either him or Todd Monken. Okay, that you were going to say Bobby Slowick. The reason why I like Bobby Slowick for this job is because I think it's one of the least desirable jobs. They're not going to be able to get one of the front runner candidates. I think they will. If you pay them enough. Well, sure. All these guys have money though, except for maybe the chargers. Well, Raiders. Um, the Raiders have money. No, they don't. No, they do. No, 
So he's paying John Gruden. Uh He's paying Josh Josh McDaniels. McDaniels. He's got money, dude. Uh, I think that's where his money is. Um, But Bobby Slowick, he's a Shanahan product. What I think is interesting, Bobby Slowick probably came up with a plan in the offseason for Bryce Young and for C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Good point. You see what he was able to do with CJ Stroud, and I'm sure that he can probably have a great plan for Bryce Young that he already put a lot of time and effort into. Um, if you like the Shanahan style of offense, Bobby Slovic is a great option here. And <clears throat> I mean, yeah, they are interviewing him. And I, I do kind of think that if he wants to take another stab at this thing, like as as far as maybe going is with a, a not guy? proven, yeah, he is young, <clears throat> not going with a proven veteran coach. Bobby Slowick, I, I I really kind of like it, um, especially what he was able to do with a team that was as bad as they were last year. But yeah, mainly thinking about the fact that he probably had a plan for Bryce Young. I, I think that's 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 big. And with the Shanahan style of offense, you can hide some problems and you can hide some deficiencies in your offense. And then it's a matter of bringing the right defensive guy in. But if you've got so so Ezero Evero, Ezero Ezero Evero. Uh, Tepper blocked interview requests for head coach jobs. You cannot block for a head coaching job. You can block for a coordinator job. Atlanta has just requested Ejiro Evero as a head coaching interview. You can't block that. You can block a coordinator. You can't block a head coaching gig. They requested a head coaching interview, and it was blocked. I read that the Jaguars requested to interview Ejiro Evero. For their DC. Oh, 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 I got you. I got you. Okay. And they blocked that. But then the Atlanta Falcons turned around and offered or it wanted to interview him for the head coaching spot in which you cannot block. block. That. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so Bobby Slowick for the Panthers. Um, I'm going to go in order from here. Or who, who else you got? Yeah, I had I actually had Gerard Mayo for the Patriots. There's a lot of there's a lot of talk about him. There's been a lot of talk about him recently in the last couple of years, potentially being a head coaching candidate. Um, but it sounds like at least if they Patriots hire from within the building, they restructured his contract about a year or two ago, so that they put a clause in there that if they did promote him to a head coaching gig, all they would need to do is literally promote him. They do not need to interview him. There is whatever they've did to his contract, they weeded it out so that it would be a seamless transition up to the head coaching vacancy. So interesting thing to note there, at least. But I do agree with you, Vrabel's got to be in the consideration. Yeah, I've got Vrabel for obvious reasons. Um, I like Jim Harbaugh for the Chargers. I personally like Ben Johnson for the Carolina Panthers. That I, I like Bobby Slowick. I like Ben Johnson. I like both of those guys. I do think Ben Johnson is David Tepper, like the 
apple of t- oh, David yeah. Tepper's eye 100%. right now. I mean, Carolina guy, how could you not want that? Yep. Um, I, I just think that makes more sense. I if I had to if I had to be honest with you, I like what I've seen from Ben Johnson's offense more than what I've seen from C.J. Stroud. Well, from the Houston Texans, and it's not because of C.J. Stroud. It's more just because Ben Johnson seems to run the ball a little bit more. But there are some things the Houston Texans personnel-wise this year was bleak as far as running the and ball. And towards the second Offensive half of the season, he got Devin Singletary going, who right. the Bills so, never did. But. Right. So there are some things that I'm, I'm trying to work through there personally about who I would rather have. But at this point, I'm mindfucked. So I don't know who is the best candidate. Um, the Commanders. I actually had Bill Belichick here. That's um, who I have. Yeah. I just think they need some guidance. You need a reason for fans to believe what better reason than and to frankly, have the GOAT coach? This, the history of this organization is attractive. Yeah. And Bill Belichick, I, Likes that history. makes sense. Yeah. That, I um, mean, that makes sense. To as me. long as Bill Belichick's not the GM, I think it could work out. Yeah. I think it could work out. Uh, and then for the Seahawks, I had Dan Quinn. I had Dan Quinn returning home, going back to the Seahawks to be the head coach there. Kind of going to what you said, kind of a defensive head coach in Seattle. Um, I just, that's kind of before Pete Carroll, that seems seamless. Like they don't seem one way or the other. So I think uh, Dan Quinn would be a good, good position there. For the Seahawks, I like Dan Quinn a lot. My, now this one was kind of, it's a little bit off the wall because I'm not sure that he's going to have a head coaching job this year. <clears throat> but I want Ron Rivera. And for who? For the Seahawks. Ooh. Because... I think they want to go a high class individual, and I think Pete Carroll and Ron Rivera were the two high, are the two highest class coaches in the NFL. And the way that he, the way that they lead men, is very similar. I think, and I also think they want a defensive minded coach. Mm. Um. I imagine Schottenheimer, Brian Schottenheimer is going to stay as the OC and they'll keep that thing rolling. <clears throat> I kind of, if Ron Rivera gets a head coaching job, I think this is a interesting one for him. I don't, I don't actually see it. I just wanted to throw an intriguing one out there and I can, I can see a fit there and I don't, you know, Ron Rivera, I mean, his team looked good at times this year. They looked bad at times. And they fired Jack Del Rio. Um, I, I, I still kind of like Ron Rivera as a candidate for someone. Mm. But I don't see it actually happening. But that was one I threw out there. But I really do like Dan Quinn. I think Dan Quinn will get will take the job and that'll be – and, you know, yeah, coming home and everything. Um, for the Raiders, I put Steve Wilkes. Ooh, okay. Um I like Steve Wilkes here because of their problems they've had in the past in the secondary. They've got defensive pieces. Steve Wilkes could really and and the culture I think that Steve Wilkes brings. I think that's a good match with the Raiders. Um, they're gonna need a stud OC, but I, I kind of like Steve Wilkes for the Raiders. My Jim Harbaugh match was with the Falcons. Mm. Um, I don't like that. I think that he'll go somewhere else. Mm. But the reason why I do like it 
is because of all the pieces they have, he'd be able to turn it around real quick. I think that Arthur Blank will take a hell of a run at him. Um, go back, go to the south. You know, he's been in Michigan nope. for a long nope. time. Well, he'll like nope. to be down south. Um, and then he'll be able to choose his own quarterback, really. Uh, I, I, I like that match. Um, the Titans. This one I really like. Now, I don't know that Rand Carthon, based on what we've talked about with the Rand Carthon, I don't think he's going to go defensive-minded. But I think Jim Schwartz is an awesome match with the Titans. Mm. Get that defense back up and running. Bring that punchy-in-the-mouth culture to the Titans to keep it the same. But, I, again, I don't think Rand Carthon would that's do that. what you're looking for, you might as well go hire the Baltimore Ravens defensive coordinator, the McDonald kid. Yeah, Mike not McDonald. Mike, is that what it is? Yeah. No, he's not a kid. He's, a, he's an adult. Yeah. But. but I do think Jim Schwartz will get some interviews again this year. Um, he's a little bit controversial as a head coach, but he, I mean, he brings a mean, mean streak to a team. Do you think Kellen Moore gets a head coaching job? Uh, no. Hell no, dude. <laughs> if if you're, I mean, if you know who's going to bring Kellen Moore in? David Tepper because he's an idiot. Why would you put that on? <laughs> Why would you do that to me? If you're an idiot, you will bring Kellen Moore in as a head coach. Terrible, dude. Terrible. Um, if Dan Quinn. That's all of them. Gets a head coaching job. Does he bring in Kellen Moore from their time in uh, Dallas? No. You don't think so? No. Okay. Not at all. Okay. There's a reason why he left. Okay. All right, Charlie. Let's talk about playoff football, buddy. Let's do it. Super wild card weekend. Super wild card weekend. Man, it's going to be a great weekend. Uh, all right, Charlie. So we have a couple couple games spread out throughout the weekend. We have games on Saturday, Sunday, and one game on Monday. So first things first, let's talk about our Saturday games. First game on Saturday is at 430 it's on NBC. The Browns at the Texans. Cleveland is favored by two points. This is like a pick'em game. That line has been increasingly getting smaller. Increasingly smaller. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but it is truly coming down to be a pick'em game. So I think I, I just wrote down a couple couple bullet points here. Um, what do you think that home? What do you think that home crowd's going to be like? You, like, will the Texans have a true home field advantage here? I, I do think so, yeah. You think so? You think it'll be yep. rowdy? Yeah, I do. I think they, because they were pretty rowdy when they were in the playoffs with Bill O'Brien and Deshaun Watson. Um, you know, it'd be sick if the Texans came out and they're all red unis. Oof. Oh, yeah. The Battle Reds. Woo! Yep. That'd be sick. Um, They've already played. This was without CJ Stroud. Um, Cleveland won 36-22 at home. And Houston put up 22 points on the Cleveland defense with two different quarterbacks. So with C.J. Stroud, you got to imagine it's going to be a little different. You would think. Um, but you can also imagine that Jim Schwartz is like, all right, I've, I've, I've got it this time. Yeah. So the Browns are without a couple of key defensive pieces uh, Grant Delpit, their safety is out, uh, and um, 
what's the cornerback Ward? Uh, Denzel Ward? Yep. Questionable with a groin, which is normally not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting because the Browns D is banged up. And as we know, the Texans offense is a little banged up, at least when it talks about wide receivers. So I just, I'll be really curious to see how this game goes. In my opinion, it will be very cool to see Flacco versus Stroud. Just like, you know, Flacco has been rejuvenated here to see him coming out and, and throwing it and slinging it again. It will be cool to see. I think both secondaries could be the weaker part of the defenses here in both of these games. But um, I can't, if the Texans win this game, C.J. Stroud has to play out of his mind. Yes. C.J. Stroud has to play a hell of a game. Not a mediocre game. He has to play a great game if the Texans want to win this game. One of the great matchups this game, Miles Garrett and Laramie Tunsil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that has been one of the keys to success for this offense is the fact that they do have a pretty damn good offensive line. And Laramie Tunsil is no joke mm-hmm. as a left tackle. <clears throat> um, so I did love-hates. Yeah. Love C.J. Stroud. I hate Devin Singletary in this one. I do think that the Browns will put the clamp on Devin Singletary, but um, it'll be a passing game. Who's your love-hate? Yeah, I love Amari Cooper. Um, the Texans secondary has been a, a little banged up and, and off uh, off their game uh, for a majority of the season, so I think Amari Cooper is still going to be the go-to guy here. Uh, my hate is actually going to be Nico Collins. It's not anything Nico Collins does. I just think that they're going to play probably a lot of press coverage, a lot of press man-to-man coverage, and try and get to C.J. Stroud and try and make him uncomfortable back there. That's kind of how um, how Schwartz likes to play things. Uh, and so I just think Nico Collins is going to get jammed at the line. And right now, there's not a lot behind Nico Collins for the Texans to throw to. You know, you could argue Brevin Jordan and uh, Dalton Schultz. But after that, it's... Without... Got Robert Woods, who's at best yeah, a possession receiver. Yeah, yeah. Noah Brown, when he's uh, healthy... yeah. I mean, when he's health, when <clears throat> there's been one game where he's since Tank Dell's gone down, or since actually when even Tank Dell was in, but Nico Collins was out, <clears throat> there's been one game that he's played where he didn't get any catches, and usually he's putting up 20 to 30 points. Mm. Um, but he is questionable going into this. Noah Brown is. This is. I actually think this is a great opening game for Super Wild Card Weekend. It seems like Cleveland should have this on lock, but it's not. I don't. It's not locked. No, not locked. <laughs> can, this can confirm not locked. Yeah, this is a this should be a great game. This though. should I be am, a really I, yeah. fun one. Yeah, I agree. Um, no fantasy pickums this week because uh, fantasy's over. They yeah, you can do daily fantasy, but they don't have projections, so we can't right. really pick an over under. Um, game pick. Who's your game pick? Uh, I think I picked the Browns. I'm picking the Browns. Speaking of which, we've got a uh, a playoff bracket. If you hear this and you haven't joined, $5 buy-in. Text one of us. Yep, and we'll get you in there. We'll send you a link. Um, I think we already have 15 or 16 people in it, and there will be more by, by – you have to put it in by – 
4.30 on Saturday. Um, <clears throat> so you went Browns? I'm going Browns. I'm a, uh, the more we talked about it, yeah. I'm going Houston. Okay. Okay. Hold on a second. Let me get... Yeah. Going Houston. Next one. Uh, we have Dolphins at the Chiefs. Uh, 8 o'clock on Saturday. 8 o'clock on Peacock only. Peacock only. So, if you do not have Peacock, you cannot watch this game. That's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, I will more than likely be at a bar or something like that to try and watch this game. I do not. Just get a free trial. And that's a good idea. That's a good idea. Normally you have to put a card on file and then you have to go back in and cancel your service. It's all such a pain in the ass. See, that's that's what they want you to do. Yeah, but you know to what? To do it, a free trial. You know what it costs if you miss it? How much? Like six bucks. Yeah, but that adds on to all my other fucking subscriptions. Well, then just once for. you get the once you get charged, you remember. Oh, let me go cancel it's, it. It's just it's just a pain in the ass, and that's what Peacock wants, and that's what pisses me off. And then you want then you might need it for the rest of the month. Well, I don't know. it doesn't look like this game is going to be a very good one because Charlie Dolphins at the Chiefs. You know what the temperature at game time is? Freezing, zero degrees. Yep. Do you know what the wind chill is? Nah. For this game. Negative 30. Negative 30. Negative 30. So there is a bunch of snow on the ground. We've gotten hit with a bunch of rain here in North Carolina. Uh, But there's a bunch of snow on the ground in Kansas City. It sounds like it's only going to get worse. Um, So temperature at game time, zero. Wind chill, negative 30. Charlie, I'll tell you right now, this is not a game the Dolphins are going to win. (laughs) <laughs> tough this, one this is not from, a game from south win. beach to come in and try this, to win this. this this is just not a, this is not a miami dolphins game but uh it is going to be cold that's for sure um but surprisingly tyreek hill returning to kansas city for the first time as not kansas city chief yep they played each other in germany this year that's right um but <clears throat> One thing I do know about the cold, it's going to be a running football game. That's right. Uh, one, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have anyone that can catch the ball, except for Travis Kelsey. And Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice. But um, this seems like a Pacheco game to me. And Moster and Achan love running backs in this game, but I, I put specifically Pacheco. But the Miami's defense actually is pretty good against the run. Yeah. They're ranked eighth. But yeah. Uh, I hate my homes, and really, I kind of hate Tua, too. That's fair. So, Bradley Chubb goes down with season-ending injury, ACL, right? Yeah. But what the Dolphins have done is signed a handful of veteran pass rushers. Justin, Justin Houston, Houston. Who was the Panther. Um, Melvin Ingram, right? They have Melvin Ingram from earlier er, this year. Who else? They just signed, signed two other guys. One was them I've heard of, and the other one I haven't. I can't remember. Um, go on. Oh, because Van Ginkle also is out this game. He is? Yeah. No way. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Uh, yeah, Charlie, uh, Xavier Howard's out as well for the Dolphins on the defensive side of the ball. 
Um, I, I just think all the signs are pointing towards the Chiefs winning this game. I'm not saying it's going to be a blowout, um, but I just I don't see the Dolphins doing well in this game here. Um, my love is going to be Pacheco as well. I just said the Chiefs running games because they, they've kind of been having Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, pop in there every now and then, so I like him in there as well, whoever's running the ball for the Chiefs. In my hate is going to be Tua. Uh, I did see a stat, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, but it was Tua. Tua's like 0-4 of any game that's below Oh, they signed Bruce Irvin as Bruce well. Bruce Irvin, nice, nice. Yeah, Tua's 0-4 in any game that's outside that's below 30 degrees. Not a great record. Nah. Not a great record. Game pick? This is Tua's first playoff game. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. They made the playoffs last year, but he was hurt. Oh. Um, I'm going Kansas City in this yeah, one. absolutely. But I can see a... W- oh, Kansas City's favored by four and a half points. I did okay. not mention that. I can see that... I can see Miami pulling one out somehow. I'm taking Kansas City and the spread. All right. All right, let's move on. Sunday, 1 p.m. on CBS. We're going to have to listen to Tony Tony, Ro- Tony Romo for this one. Was that a Tony impression? It was trying to be. Oh. Did it sound like him? No. Kind of sounded like Trump a little bit there. Uh, you didn't sound like anyone. Okay. Right. You didn't even sound like yourself. All right. Uh, Steelers at the Bills. Buffalo is favored by 10 full points. That seems like a big spread. Um, now, one thing to note before we talk about the actual game itself. As we just mentioned, there's a lot of weather moving through this weekend. I want to deep dive on the bird today on Twitter. This game it's has called a, X. On Twitter. Call it Twix if you want. This game has the potential to get moved to Cleveland. Wow. Because of the snowstorm that's hitting all across the country, Western New York is under a severe weather threat for feet of snow. Wow. And so the NFL has contacted the Cleveland grounds crew and stadium operations crew and said, quote unquote, be ready. Wow. That this game could get moved to Cleveland if things get sketchy in Buffalo. So something to keep a note that would be a huge equalizer in this game. Buffalo home crowd in the snow. I'm taking Buffalo all day. Buffalo in a neutral site. Eh. Even without TJ Watt, who's out for this game. Buffalo is pretty banged up too. Yeah. 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 Um, how do you think Mason's going to do? First playoff appearance for Mason. Mason Rudolph. I actually think he'll do pretty well. You think so? Yeah. Why? Because every game he's played in this year, <clears throat> he's the only one that's gotten them above 30 points. Yeah. Or, I mean, he's like, he's been, they were averaging, I think, 16 points a game, and he's been averaging like 24 points a game. Mm. I think he'll do well. He's got what? guys to throw to. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too, and that's what I was going to say next is if I'm the Bills, the weakest part of this Steelers defense is probably through the air. And the most banged up. Now, considering that you don't have T.J. Watt rushing you off the edge, like if T.J. Watt's still in, I'm telling the Bills go run the ball. But without T.J. Watt, the secondary for the Steelers has not been great. Now, Joey Porter Jr. has been playing much better, so that's been helpful. But – 
they are still very banged up in the linebacking core and in the secondary in general. So I think the Steelers can get attacked through the air. My love, Charlie, for this game is going to be uh, Shakir and Gabe Davis. Um, you know, a lot's been made of Steph Diggs and all that stuff, but I just think those two and three uh, wide receivers are going to have a day here against the Steelers' secondary. Uh, and my hate's going to be Jalen Warren. Again, if this is a if this is a snow game, this is a Najee Harris game. This is this is a Najee Harris ground and pound. If the Steelers want to have a chance in this game, they're going to have to keep the ball on the ground and have to keep the clock running. Uh, I love Josh Allen in this one. I hate Najee Harris, but if it's a snow game, I love Najee and Jalen Warren. So, um, I do like James Cook in this as well. Um, game pick. Bills. Bills. The Bills. Oh, it's the Bears. Yeah. All right, next one. 4.30 on Sunday on Fox. Packers at the Cowboys. Dallas is favored by seven points. Mike McCarthy hosting Green Bay. Um... This is a big one. Uh, Jair Alexander got hurt in practice. He did. And I believe he's questionable, but it sounds kind of like the wrong side of questionable. Ooh. And if you're, I mean, you can't stop CeeDee Lamb, but you can slow him down. And they're going to need to do that with Jair. Big time. Uh, um. It seems Jordan like Love, first playoff game. Hold on a second. Okay. It seems like a lot of Packers fans. It's almost like, all right, we did it. We made the playoffs with Jordan Love. And I, w- I wonder if the Packers are kind of feeling the same way. Like, all right, we did it. You know what I mean? Like, it's wow, we actually made it here, and that's it's kind of like they they accomplished their goal. Um, Dallas has, has a lot to prove and I can see Dallas losing this game. Like I can, I can see a way that they do. This is, they, I, it seems like a lock to me though, but I can see how like storylines and maybe Dallas not wanting to like Dallas playing down to their competition. I can see a way that Dallas does lose it. I don't think they do though. I was just saying, I don't, I don't see Dallas losing this game. Not I love, I love CD lamb, especially if Jair's out. Um, if you're playing daily, just spend the money on CD lamb this week. It, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a lot. I hate Tony Pollard. Cause this whole offense runs through lamb. Yeah. I love, uh, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Um, they looked very good together last week. And if you're going to attack the Dallas defense, it's on the ground. Uh, and I think the Packers are going to have to establish a run game if they want any chance of staying in this game here. Um, so they can't get too far behind because they can't really ditch the run game. Um, so I love A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones just be out of pure touches, really. Uh, but then my hate is also Tony Pollard. 
the Packers defense has been much improved over the last couple of weeks, more specifically in their rush defense. Um, so I, I do think that it will be a tough day on the ground for Tony Pollard. But uh, if Dak and the Cowboys are going to do any major damage here, more than likely it'll probably be through the air. I agree with you on that. Um, but I just think overall that Dallas is Dallas is too damn good at home. They're too fast and they're too good. This crowd's going to be rocking. Um, even though the Packers have a great record in Dallas, uh, more often than not, that record is probably when Aaron Rodgers was the quarterback. Yep. So I can't read too far into that statistic there. Um, it will be beneficial for the Packers to have Christian Watson back, to have that true over-the-top threat and have that speed threat. But, um, Charlie, my game pick is going to be the Cowboys. Yeah, I got the Cowboys. Yeah, you know, I got the Cowboys. I, I, I can hype up the Packers as much as I want to, but I still think the Cowboys are going to run the show. Yep. yep, for sure. All right, buddy, we're moving on here. What might be the game of the weekend? 8 p.m. Sunday, NBC, Rams at the Lions. This is going to be a great game. Yep. The storyline of Stafford coming. First, Stafford's first game back playoff, in. Sta- Stafford's first playoff game in Detroit. That's pretty crazy. Yep. Pretty great. And it's first game back in Detroit, right? Yeah. First game back in Detroit, and it's a playoff game. Yep. Um, I just think it's going to be a shootout. My, Charlie, my love is going to be offense, and my hate's going to be the under. Well, what I meant by that is that he never hosted a – he never yeah, played a playoff no, I, game. I, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, yeah, the whole Goff versus Stafford thing, there's a, lot, there's a lot to read into that. But here's the thing. Everyone's talking about Stafford coming to Detroit. And no one's talking about golf. And so my love to is... LA. Huh? Coming to L.A. Stafford going Oh, to no, LA. no. Like Stafford coming, coming to Detroit. Oh, oh, coming, coming back okay, to coming Detroit. Back. Got it, got it, got it. No one's talking about the fact that golf led this team <clears throat> to a Super Bowl. They traded him. And everyone's just talking about the Stafford storyline, not the golf part of it. And I think golf is going to play with a chip on his shoulder. I love golf in this game. <clears throat> I hate defense in this game. Mm, yeah. I love offense. I hate the under. I will be curious. I like Puka and Cooper are going to absolutely cook. I mean, this the the Detroit Lions front seven is solid. Their secondary, not so much. Like, yeah. th- this is going to be a phenomenal game from start to finish. It is going to be probably the best game of the weekend. It is going to be a game that I absolutely will stay up and watch every last minute of. Uh, thankfully, I do have off for the Martin Luther King Jr. weekend as well. Um, but, Charlie, this is going to be a phenomenal game. This is the 3 versus 6 seed. This feels like a 4-5 game because it does not feel like there is any difference between these two teams right now. With how well the Rams are playing and how well the Lions are playing, this is going to be an ultimate matchup. And I know where the seedings are, but Charlie, this game could truly go either way. Detroit is the home favorite by only three points. So if Vegas only has Detroit favored by three, that should tell you something, in my opinion. Game pick. Game pick. I Honestly, I don't remember at this point what I went with on my pool. I'm, I'm going to go Lions find a way to squeak it out at home. I'm doing the same, but this is this, this is, is a toss up. This is literally like a the game Rams, field goal. The Rams offense is 
crazy right now. Yeah. Detroit's got to find a way to just keep up with them. Mm-hmm. But I think they'll do it. Any news on Sam Laporta? So he took reps at practice today, but technically was listed as did not practice. Mm. Um, he's and technically listed as questionable. Mm. Okay. I'm I'm thinking the wrong side of questionable. Got it. All right, Charlie, let's move on to the last game of the weekend. What might be one of the more boring games of the weekend, unfortunately. We're talking about Monday Night Football, 8-15 on ESPN, ABC. Eagles at the Buccaneers. Philly is the road dog. Or sorry, the road favorite, I should say. Eagles are favored by three full points. That's surprising to me. Charlie, another weather game. There is a talk there is talk that this game could have severe thunderstorms and heavy rain throughout the entirety of the game. Dang. So lot to go into that. But first things first, how much does this matter that Jalen Hurts has not thrown a football since dislocating his finger last week? I think that's significant. You think so? So technic- I don't know that it was technically a dislocation. I thought it was. I mean, <clears throat> what it uh, so Dr. Chow came on the radio and he said what the term is for that is called like a swan neck and it usually happens in elderly people, but it's a the damage of a ligament. Oh. Um and it can be um kind of like worked out. But Jalen Hurts came out and said that going back into the game was a mistake and he's in a lot of pain. Oh, wow. Now, it was his middle finger. Yeah. Right? Yep. Or was it his pointer? Middle. Still very important because more, it is important. most of those guys grab the top lace with that middle finger. So, it sounds like that Jalen Hurts is a, a, more of a pointer finger. On the top he- lace? Yeah. Okay. Pointer finger dominant thrower. Um, but if you lose one finger on that football with a guy who has fumble problems, it's not ideal. Yeah. And if you're going to be in pain every time you throw it, I mean, th- everything is pointing towards Philly not being healthy enough and just not playing well enough. They've lost mm. five of their last six. Yeah. Um, and they just had a really bad showing in, in New York against the Giants. Um. I love Baker in this one, and I hate Hurts. Mm. And A.J. Brown? Yeah. Uh, I think. Sat out of practice today, but it does sound like he is going to play. It, it sounded like he, they were letting him rest all week so that he would have the best chance to play on sun, on Monday. Now, will he? I don't know. That's just the vibe, everything that I've read. It sounds like they're going to sit him out all week and just have him ready for game day. Quick note about the Monday night games on Super Wildcard Weekend. The past three years, whether it's been in the AFC or the NFC, it's always a four versus five seed. Mm. And I guess that's for scheduling purposes because <clears throat> so like the Niners are the one seed. If either of the lower seeds win one of the other games, then that game is determined who you know, who the Niners are playing. And mm. This Monday night game, they'll always play them on Sunday. And there was another point to make with that. 
like as far as the scheduling goes. But um, next year, just if you're wondering how the schedule is going to go, it's going to be a four versus five. Got it. Got it. I hate the Monday night super wild card weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, my love's going to be Mike Evans. My hate's going to be DeAndre Swift or Jalen just using his legs. I think Jalen will be a little bit more passive running the ball with the finger injury and everything. Um, especially knowing that he's got that finger injury and, and if the game is as bad weather as they say, should be pretty sloppy from start to finish. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about this game because to me, this is probably the worst game of the weekend. I think these are two bad teams. Um, Baker is banged up as well, having a bit of a, a not a mini buy, but at least one extra day of rest will be helpful here. But um, I know he's still not great. But then again, the Eagles' pass rush has been trash, so he may not get touched all day, uh, which might be the best case scenario for him. But um, Charlie, I think I remember what I picked in the pool, but I might go opposite of that right now. All right, who are you going? In the pool, I think I picked the Eagles, but I'm I'm leaning to the Bucks right now. Yeah, I've got Tampa Bay in this one. You do? Yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna go Tampa, and I might even go back and change that in my in my bracket just because I, I forgot the Eagles lost Sidney Brown for the remainder of the season with a, a ACL, I believe. And uh, they just, they, they look really bad right now. Yep. They look really bad right now. They sure do. Well, that's, that's all the games. Yeah. Yeah. That's Except it. Super wild card weekend. Yeah. Um, Bryce. Charlie. Let's uh actually do picks. All right, Bryce. So, you know, we did take, we had two bye weeks this week yep. or this year, <clears throat> but I've got the, Final tally for everyone's picks. Bryce, I finished the year with a pretty good percentage. I went 149 and 93. Mm. Bryce? Yeah. You finished with a pretty good percentage. Want to know what your your record was? Sure. 149 and 93. <laughs> When I look nice. back at it too, there were very few weeks where we had the exact same record. So yeah. that I could not I double checked the numbers and that's, we finished with the exact same record. That's pretty funny. That's uh, how it's been this year though. Yeah. It, this has been a weird it, year. We were all over the place. Yeah. You had your best week you went 14 and 2. Yeah, that was yeah. Um I'd never had 14 what week was that? wins. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Week mm. seven. That is crazy. Casey, you went 16 and 15 the two weeks you were in. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, the listeners went 139 and 103. Wow. So we each got 10 more wins than the listeners. I cannot believe that we got the exact same one. Wow. So now the ultimate tiebreakers, playoffs. It's got to be. That just blew my mind. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty and it takes impressive. a long time to calculate them all. And yeah. I, like, I got it. I got to double check. Yeah. And we're the exact same. Mm. Wow. All right, well. All right, Charlie. All right, Bryce. Let's slow this thing down and 
you know, nice and smooth, like smooth and creamy and and buttery, like like heavy whipping cream, Charlie. Yeah. Like some some smooth eggnog. Mm. Some heavy whipping cream. So Chobani coffee creamer, Charlie. Nice and thick. Not too thick. Just two C's thick. Just nice and creamy. Chobani is yogurt, right? Not coffee creamer? They do creamer. make coffee creamer. Oh, okay. It's delicious. Good. And it's got clean ingredients. Mm. It's delightful. That's good. They make a white chocolate raspberry. <laughs> you, you fucking would drink that. It's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Okay. Charlie, we're going to get it all nice and slow and smooth like. And Charlie, admittedly so, you've had a better daily fantasy year than I have. So, Charlie, we're going to keep you rolling and kick it off to you for our daily DraftKings advice of the week, Charlie. I'm going to shout myself out for winning again last week. Nice. Um. We need more people to join. It's more fun when I get more donations. <laughs> um, That's exactly why I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You have to play this week. Uh, I will play. Playoffs. I will play in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. For my quarterback, I like Jared Goff because he's he's pretty inexpensive. Sixty two hundred dollars, mm. and the Rams are not good at preventing quarterbacks from getting fantasy points. They are ranked twenty eighth. Mm. And when you get to the playoffs, there aren't a lot of favorable matchups generally. Who, because Answer my question real quick. Who's more expensive, Matt Stafford or Jared Goff? Matt Stafford. More expensive? Yeah. Really? By how sure. much? Probably like 600 bucks. You think? Like, yeah, you know for up. sure? I'll double $600? check. $600? And the Detroit's pass defense has been better than the Rams. Wow. Or at least in points, but uh, Matthew Stafford okay, is $6,500, so, so $300. Okay, yeah. still more expensive, yeah. Go ahead. Um, and actually, I was wrong. Detroit's pass defense is worse, so they are ranked 30th. Mm. Um, but I like Goff in this one. Running backs, Rashad White, $6,900. Mm. Again, the reason these teams are in the playoffs because they've got good defenses. Yeah. So there's not going to be a ton of great matchups. The Eagles, it's they're ranked 10th against the run, against running backs. But if you look at the last six weeks, that has bad. not been the case. Yeah. yeah. They've been bad. Um, and Rashad White has really gotten in, not just in his um, PPR. Yeah. He's been hitting 100 yards pretty frequently the past few weeks. I like Rashad White. I like James Cook at $6,600 against the 19th-ranked defense. So that's one of the better matchups. Um, and then I'm going to throw one more running back out there. I like A-Chan. Most are questionable, but I like A-Chan. Uh, Dolphins are going to have to run the ball. Even in the snow? They're going to have to run the ball. A-Chan's quick, fast, gets there in a hurry, $6,800. Um, wide receivers, Mike Evans for $6,900 against oh, the worst-ranked worst ranked pass defense in the league. Not just the playoffs, in the league. One of the few opportunities to have an awesome matchup. Mike Evans has got to be a lock. And I'll, honestly, Chris Godwin's been picking up. You can get him, too. 
Um, also like Amari Cooper, $6,800. Now, the Texans are technically ranked 10th against pass catchers, but it still seems like Amari has been... It, you, you hurt when you don't have him in your lineup. Coming off an injury, but he's... That seems like a good play. $6,800. Tight end, I like David Njoku, $5,600. Texans give up a lot of points to tight ends. They're ranked 27th against them. Defense special teams. This one was tough. I went with the Bucks for $3,200 because of the injuries on the Eagles. That seems like a good play. Antoine Winfield's going to play with his hair on fire, being snubbed out of the Pro Bowl when he's had the best season out of any safety. I like the Bucks' defense here. What do you think about that? I like it. Do you know off the top of your head what was the cheapest defense? Just curious, really. Um, Lions or Rams? I think it was the Lions. Was it? I, just Again, yeah. just curious. Uh, you don't need to check or anything. But. I'm pretty sure. Sh- I don't know if it might be the Packers. Both, both the Lions and the Rams were down cheap. there. Yeah. I figured the Packers. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was the Packers. It is the Packers? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it might be one of those three teams. That's the The bottom. Packers were $2,300. Yeah, I wouldn't bet the Packers either, though. Nah. That's why. Mm, interesting. I like the lineup. I probably would make a couple changes, but overall, I, I do really like the lineup. Um, I think it could score a lot of points. And, hey, what do I know? I haven't won shit this year. You've won a lot this year, so... You, you know, I'm not going to criti- sit here and criticize your your lineup. Well, you have another opportunity this week. I do. And if you want to get in the DraftKings, please let us know. We'll get you in there. $5 buy-in. That's right. All right, Charlie, let's do the best segment in podcasting. Are you ready? I'm ready. Charlie. Bryce. Wait. Is chapping your ass. Bryce, what's giving you the red ass this week? Gosh, that felt good to hear it again. Yeah. Charlie, what's giving me the red ass this week? Trying to schedule a fucking doctor's appointment. All right? Ah. I told you the gout's getting their best of me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting bad, Charlie. That's tough. It's getting bad. The problem with the gout is that it's becoming more frequent and it's staying around for longer. Ah. Okay? It's like a bad ex. Yeah. Okay? You know, they just kind of bounce around. Yeah. And then they latch on. It's getting real bad. All right? Um... Or, or maybe a lot, like an ingrown hair. Maybe I should say that. Maybe. Yeah. Was that better? Yeah. But about the same. That's you kind of. About the same. Kind of. So I, I'm, solve those you know, problems. I, I go to Duke. Not go all the way out to Duke to Durham, but Duke Health. Yep. So there's a couple that are here in the area. You know, Apex, Holly Springs. You know, whatnot. Um, and I, I had another flare up with my toe. Mm. It was pretty painful. Yeah. Uh, it was basically like uh, not the size of a bottle cap on the side of the ball of my big toe. Now, do you, um, when you get the gout, yeah, do you put random objects up next to your knots and try to be like, okay, this is closest to a bottle cap? No, just overall size. I'm looking you just, at a bottle you just, cap. Just eyeballing it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it just obviously it's super painful. Um, what was the last one the size of? I don't remember. I had a steak. A marble. 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 Yeah. Uh, so no. this one was bigger. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, oh, literally, Charlie. I had a steak. Like I haven't drank a beer since 1995. No, well, no. 
<laughs> my last flare up, two flare ups ago, yeah. I was drinking beer and I learned my lesson. I, I just can't drink beer anymore. Um, and I did look it up. Beer is like liquid uric acid, which is what causes gout. Ah, yeah. So probably exnaying beer, uh, which is, is a hard thing to do. Um, but I had a 10 ounce steak, a 10 ounce steak. And my toe flared up like I had drank like six beers. Jeez. Um, it was it was brutal. Uh, it was painful. It's like it's so painful to just get a shoe on, and then to try and take that shoe off. It's like it, it's like your toe is broken and you're trying to put a shoe on, mm. but then any movement feels like you're like moving a knife inside the ball of your toe. I mean, it is, I, I like, it sounds pretty drastic, but it is truly one of the most painful things that I've suffered and I've had a lot of sports injuries. Yep. Um, and yeah, so I'm trying to get a doctor's appointment to schedule, to go in and say, Hey, I think I have gout. Like I, I would really like to get on a medicine. There's a very common medicine. It's very cheap and easy. Everyone in my family who has gout, who's talked to me about it has this medicine and it's very cheap. It's easy to get. All you need is prescription and then you're good. Well, I've been trying to schedule a fucking doctor's appointment for the last two and a half weeks. Charlie, do you know when my doctor's appointment is January 24th? Because Ah. that's the first available time they could see me because I had all my shit up in apex because I work up in apex, but I've been going more recently to the Holly Springs branch, which is on our way home. Well, in order for me to go from, again, this is still all Duke. It's a Duke in Apex to Duke in Holly Springs. But they're treating me like I'm a new patient. And only some of the doctors are accepting new patients at this time. So I cannot just schedule a rando meeting to go get a flu vaccine or anything like that. I have to have specific times and dates to schedule a new patient intake. And so I finally got one on the 24th of January and I was like, all right, well maybe that'll do. Well, I had the steak and that was an issue. So for the last week and a half, I've been trying to schedule a closer doctor's visit with one of the doctors that I am already currently seeing. I got one scheduled the day before I was supposed to go in. They messaged me and said that the doctor is out of town and they're going to have to cancel my appointment. Ah. <laughs> so, Charlie, thankfully the gout's gone away, but I am literally walking on eggshells at this point. Yep. Because I don't have a doctor's appointment until the 24th, so I am trying to avoid any flare-up of at all costs. Because, like I said, they are becoming more frequent and they are staying around for longer. This last one, like I said, I had a 10-ounce steak, Charlie. I had gout. I had the flare up for at least three and a half days. My, my toe was still sore, like sore stiff on the fourth day. Dang. And from a 10 ounce stick, I didn't have any beer, no nothing. The 10 ounce stick. That was it. So Charlie scheduling a doctor's appointment has been chapping my ass, man. Yeah. Um, why don't you switch to like a different, don't go to Duke anymore. Wow. Cause other, other hospital systems. Okay. I feel like you have good insurance. You should. I don't have great insurance. Okay, well, maybe Wake Med, because those doctors rotate, and if you need to see see the same, I don't know, I don't know. The healthcare system's crazy. Yes, it is. Um, 
Charlie, what's chapping your ass? What's chapping my ass? See, I, I, I'm trying not to do like the same old stuff, but I'm just so miserable every day that it's so cold. Mm. And has everything helped? All the new gear has it helped? Yeah, it helps. But it's still pretty miserable. It is. It's cold. <laughs> Fair. It's fucking cold. And I yeah. work with my hands, and my hands are cold. And those hand warmers have, I I use them every single day. But it's still cold. Yeah. And it's annoying. And the weather next week, now it has changed. But a couple of days ago, it said the low was like 17 Woo. On, on one morning. <clears throat> and actually, you know, I, I was trying to change it up, but this was my chapping ass that I had this morning. And now I'm going to a different site, and I'll actually be inside next week. Oh, that's cool. I think. Yeah. I imagine I'll be inside. Um, so... Honestly, my chapped ass, you know, there are good things going on. So I, yeah. I try to keep things in perspective. But every morning when I walk out of my house, I am just pissed off. <laughs> it really sets the tone for my my day. Yeah, I can understand that. I have to try to find. And then I, I like I get in the truck and I listen to music. But it's like I'm listening to the same mm-hmm. music. And yeah. I've got to try to find different stuff and yesterday at work people were making fun of creed a bunch yeah and you know it's like a very popular band to make fun of on sure like all the memes and they still have great songs i don't care what anyone says and it actually seeing all that stuff on instagram got me into listening to creed Creed. again and they're really good aren't they and i just started banging out some creed this morning hell yeah and then we were also talking about alanis morissette so i threw on a couple alanis morissette Mm, songs nice uh, what? There was one other. You know what I got into? I went. But I got to, a, I told you I went to Memphis. Yeah, I've been getting really into Elvis Presley. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me in the it's slightest. Delightful. Yeah, it really is. You got, have you watched Elvis? The yes, movie? I did yeah. on Netflix. It was pretty good. Yeah, watch your Kelly. It was really it good. Yeah. So I actually then, only then, seen half of it, but and uh, then Spotify started getting me into Frank Sinatra and Dean oh, Martin. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've been going down that going route to Dean Martin, Frank yeah. Sinatra roasts. Yeah, that's awesome. Frank Sinatra's. What I listen to when I'm cooking. Nice. Yeah, um, Elvis has been really good. The movie was awesome. Yeah. And I heard from people in Memphis that the movie is pretty pretty spot on to what actually happened. Oh, really? Life. Yeah. Like very, very true to, obviously some of it is embellished, but pretty spot on for what actually happened in his life. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, that wraps it up. Yeah. Yes, um, it does. Charlie, Wild Car Weekend. Super wild card weekend. We'll uh, we'll get back together next week. Talk about who's out, who's in, and what the schedule's like. That's right. Have some more fun. That's right. All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Um, like, rate, subscribe. I'll tell you how to do it at the end. This has been the Unsolicited Advice Podcast. Don't forget to please like, rate, and subscribe, and check us out on Instagram at un.solicitedadvice underscore. Until next time, bet the over.